0: Hi guys, my name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics. Another Back to Basics for another Back to Basics. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. Well, anyway, so today we have an episode. It's quite amazing episode. I'll tell you what I'm gonna be talking about. It's all about food. Well, mindset food, how about that? Or mindset eating, or mindset dieting, mindset overfill. Whatever it is, you figure that out at the end of the episode today. But today, I have a rock star in the mindfulness of eating. Her name is Tia Morrell. We are going to have a great time. I promise you that. Because you know what? I contacted her a couple of weeks back, and it looks like she's quite you know, a jokester, uh, a good uh, humor, like me. So she's a great fit in the, in the show. So let's invite her into the show. Tia, how are you? And thank you for coming on Back to Basics.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing really good and I'm really looking forward to this interview. I absolutely love that you incorporate fun and laughter into everything.
0: Of course, of course. Thank you so much for uh, coming on my show for the first thing. And uh, so before we get into all the obsessive eating and mindfulness or whatever it is and what we're going to talk about and what you are all about and what you're not all about, uh, what does Back to Basic mean to you?
1: I love this question. Back to basics means to me is getting back to our roots and really listening to our inner knowing. I believe that we all were born with knowing how to fuel ourselves and knowing who we truly are at our core, Mm. but it's how we are grown up and it's how we are shaped by society and culture in general. That's when we kind of lose touch with our basics Mm. and lose touch with our inner knowing.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for that. It seems like you must be prepared when I ask you this question because you must have seen my show. So thank you so much uh, for that understanding there. Uh, So Tia, before we get into the basics of who you are and what you are and why you are and and why you're here today. So tell me a little about your uh, mindfulness eating or I should say mindset eating. So explain that to me
1: so i like to use my energy to empower others to take responsibility for where they are today and where they would like to be and for me personally i really struggled with eating and knowing what to eat and how to fuel my body and i really tapped into meditation and mindfulness prior to really understanding how to eat and how to fuel my body and so Once I got into the setting my intentions for being mindful throughout my day and being really intentional with all of my actions, then I was able to tap into, okay, why am I eating? What am I eating? How much am I eating? And trying to figure out if those eating patterns were serving me. And what I come to find was a lot of the times I wasn't serving myself. I was eating because either who I was around was eating and I was making food choices based on those people around me, Mm -hmm. not listening to my body. I was just unconsciously going throughout my day-to-day and making decisions that didn't really align with me, and that kind of led to severe anxiety, which went into leading to more depression and really losing touch with who I am at my core and not being fully engaged or fully aware of the present moment.
0: Hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. So the reason why I'm asking this question, I want to tell my folks why I asked this question. Guys, when I contacted her, she gave me this book, this book that she created. Okay, now it's called Obsessed with Mindful Uh, eating. Now, it sounds a little different when you read it, but when you read it, when you actually read it, uh, it tells you different, different types of what she thinks of different, different foods. How about that? So can you explain how this whole process started for you and why did you create this book?
1: Yes, I would love to. So I am a holistic nutritionist and integrative nutrition health coach and With that, I started noticing patterns with the clients that I was working with, and somebody that I co-host a podcast with approached me, and she was like, I think you have a book in you. We should write it. And at first, I was like, Jules, you're crazy. I am not an author. I'm not a writer by any means. And she was like, you need to just be more open-minded to it. Think about it. I'm here to help you, you know, help you actually go through the process, help you write this book. And really understand what goes into writing a book and we chose obsessed with mindful eating because our podcast is called obsessed with humans on the verge of change Mm. and i think the word obsessed really gets people's attention Mm. and it because i guess where i'm from our culture really obsessed kind of has a negative connotation to it and it doesn't have to be that way it's all up to how we perceive it and what meaning we put behind those words. Yeah. And so it's kind of a fun play on words with that too. And I think that some people look at that like obsessed and mindful. How do those two things go hand in hand?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, uh, the the first thing, honestly, I, I want to be really frank with you here. When I read uh, the title of this and it says obsessed with mindful eating, I honestly thought it was something negative. Mm-hmm. Okay, because that's the first thing comes in your mind, just like what you mentioned. But when you start reading it, it's it's like you are twisting uh, your mind from a negative to a positive attitude uh, of that. And it's great when you came up with that. Uh, and then you realize also that you're not a writer. So did you actually get some help on, on that?
1: So I... The publishing company i went through they helped me a lot with the writing and they helped make sure my voice came out into it so growing up i writing was in english just in general language something that didn't click for me i'm dyslexic so i see specifically letters backwards not so much numbers i can grasp on the numbers a lot easier but letters really confuse me and so when i pictured a writer i picture somebody who's like extremely good with letters and words and putting things together fluently but I never took the time to be mindful about what are my skills and how can I show what those skills are in a book form Mm. and the people who helped me behind this are just amazing and really motivating me and helping me understand that just because I once thought I was something doesn't mean I have to take that with me and carry that on because That story of I'm not a writer, I'm not good with English, I'm not good with letters was a story I was telling myself. And Mm. that was a story that I grew up with. But Mm. that's not a story of who I am today, currently.
0: No, of course not. Of course not. So can I just uh, speak with my audience one second here? So guys, here's one thing. She's a nutritionist. Well, she's kind of an author, too, because she has a book. But think about this. She actually went for studying to be a nutritionist. What she did not do was be an author. And how do you make that, that bad habit into a good habit? Or I should say, your bad skill with your skill. And that's what she did. So there's no, there's no that you cannot do. You have hope of doing everything in the world. How about take a piece of paper, write it down, and say what you are not good at. And see if you can make that happen. How about that? I think that you, that's what you should do. And that's what you did, right, Tia? So I'm glad that you uh, did that. So so tell me about the nutrition part. Who, What is the common questions you get from people to get help?
1: So when people find out I'm a holistic nutritionist and integrated nutrition health coach, the mm-hmm. first question they'll ask me is like, is this healthy? And they'll point to whatever they're currently eating. And it kind of puts me in a little predicament because I personally believe that each one of us has a different blueprint for what's healthy and for what's not healthy. In fact, I believe that even as we age, our bodies change. So what was healthy for you at one point in your life may not be healthy for you always. Today, right. And so I like to more tap into, well, how do you feel when you're eating that food? How do you feel 10 minutes after eating that food? Mm Mm-hmm. How does it feel when it's moving through your body and you're digesting it? Because your body will tell you exactly if that food is healthy for you or if it's not at this time.
0: So is it the key to eat in moderations or to understand food in general?
1: I think it's more of a key to understand your body and being able to listen to your body. And that's really when the where the mindful eating aspect comes into play for me is being able to tap back into that inner knowing of can i hear my body's communication signals because for me personally i was ignoring those signals for a long time sure so much so that they started going silent on me but if we take the time to be really intentional with listening to what our body is telling us the voice will get louder and louder and it'll be easier and easier to pick up on those signals as time goes on
0: so uh, thank you for that tia uh, tia for explaining that so how about let me give you a scenario, okay, I love Popeye's, I'm gonna eat Popeye's forever, okay, and because it tastes good, and it's great, great salt, great, you know, uh, breadcrumbs and whatever, but technically it's not good for you, so how do you play with that, because you're saying that, you know, it's good, so how do you feel after that? But then the question comes, how do you feel after 10 minutes later?
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: how do you play with that scenario?
1: So number one thing is reminding ourselves that the food industry and fast food especially, they have this down to a science. They know exactly how much salt, how much sugar that's going to spark those hormones in our brain. So fire off like, I love this. I love this. Yeah, And get us addicted to it. And so reminding ourselves that sure, it's probably something that feels really good in the moment. But in the long run, do you still feel great about that decision? And again, I never want to tell somebody good, bad, otherwise, because I think it's up to you to make that decision and put that own label on for yourself. And also recognizing that, you know, maybe when you're 16, you could eat it and feel just fine. But as you get older, it could change. And by not putting that label of good or bad, we are able to change our mind without feeling either guilty or that we had something wrong the whole time. And I think that as humans, we don't like being wrong.
0: Of course not. And
1: so we won't admit to the fact that something's different.
0: That's right. So so here's the thing. So I think what, uh, you're a nutritionist, but but the way it seems like that you're more of a psychologist. So do you say a psychologist nutritionist
1: (laughs) Um, I I wouldn't I don't have any kind of certifications or background if that yeah Um, but I do think the mindset behind nutrition the mindset behind anything in our lives really how we approach it it can be just physical activity it can be spirituality anything it's our mindset is how we view the world It's how we see the world so it's important to recognize why am I making decisions the way I, or why am I making any decision the way I am? What am I thinking about my food, myself, my body, my environment, all the things that incorporate us and recognizing that at any given moment, we have the choice to either adopt that mindset and bring it into the future Or change that mindset to make it better serve us for the future
0: of course thank you so much now you have written this book and now what is here for the next five to ten years because it seems like you know this is uh, this is like a a a pedestal to get to the next level right well Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say that because the next level is coming back to basics but (laughs) But what is after, what is this after five more years for you, five, 10 years for you?
1: I am really open to just wherever the universe wants to take me. And so this was presented to me and I didn't want to turn it down because I knew it was going to be a great step into the path where I belong. Sure. And to be honest, I don't know exactly where I'm going to be in five or 10 years. And that used to be something that really stressed me out where I would get extremely overwhelmed with it. And My anxiety would kick in and then I would shut down to the point of I'm not the fight. I'm not the flight. I'm the freeze person. And I recognize that in myself. And so once I start to get overwhelmed by it, then I don't end up making any moves forward. And so my whole thing is, what's the next step for me? Because I can make it home on a dark road just seeing the first 10 feet that that my headlights are showing me. I don't need to see the whole path.
0: That's right. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it'll go well. Because first of all, you wrote the book, you came on back to basics, and you have your mindset. And, and that is all you need. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you know what, making a mindset to do all that I cannot do to what I can do. That is a big, huge hurdle, honestly speaking. And I had talked to you on that, uh, because it is something uh, you will cherish that for for life, I'm pretty sure. Now, mm-hmm. before you leave today, Do you have any last words before you leave?
1: I would say just reminding yourself of no matter where you are in your point in life, whether it's you're trying to work on listening to your body or if you're trying to adapt a different way of eating, just give yourself the grace and give yourself a heart-centered approach by loving yourself through it. Love yourself where you are today and on that journey because if you hate yourself throughout that journey or hate the journey just to get to that destination what's the point anyway
0: that's right that's right yeah thank you so much uh, tia for coming on my show and making this brighter for me and and definitely i'm gonna finish this book because i i'm halfway through uh with this book so Hopefully I'll be obsessed and eating and uh, what else is it? Mindfulness too. Uh, So I think I'll be all these three and and I'll contact you and uh, let you know how I feel about the book. And I think I'll review it too. So thank you again for uh, coming on my show.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. So guys, we spoke with Tia today and we talked about the basics of eating, the basics of mindfulness, the, uh, what is it, the obsessed. I mean, all these words that we have used in this uh, show today. And the only one thing which is very, very true, uh, what she has mentioned, make your bad skill into a good skill. And if that good skill can give you happiness, then why not? Just do it. I mean, that's what she did, right? She didn't know how to read a book. Well, she knew how to read a book. She didn't know how to write a book. So how about take that skill and make it a good skill? That's my two cents on that. As usual, as always, there is a quote of the day from Back to Basics, and here's a quote of the day. The quote of the day is understanding myself should not be confused with changing myself. Hmm, understanding myself should not be confused with changing myself. That's what you did, right? I think so. So guys, as usual, as always, what do I always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics and that's what I did today, guys. Guys, you take care. God bless and I'll see you next week. Keep on commenting. Good, bad, ugly. Either way, it'll make my show stronger day by day, week by week. And stay blessed and I'll see you next week. Next week's episode on Back to Basics. uh, It's a technique that, you know, bro, blind and sighted people can use. So any hearing person can use the technique, but of course, you know, a has immediate practical use for blind people because it can allow them to perceive the space around them effectively. And that completely changes the way they can move about freely and safely on their own. But for hearing people uh, who are sighted, they can also use a technique. So, you know, they can learn to understand, uh, analyze, and interpret the echoes or reflected sounds of your mouth clicks to hear objects around you and.